This episode of the Cascadian Beer Podcast has been made possible by the BC Ale Trail. Arrive thirsty, leave inspired at bcaletrail.ca. October is BC Craft Beer Month, and the event that wraps it all up is the BC Beer Awards, when all the British Columbia brewing industry gets together to celebrate the best beers of the year. Welcome to the Cascadian Beer Podcast. My name's Aaron, and today I have a co-host. Your name, sir? Joe Weeb, the Thirsty Writer. Yes, and we are at the BC Beer Awards 2017. It's a huge night for BC Beer, yeah. because like this this is like the real like end-of-the-year accomplishment for what everybody's done. Yeah. Um, and so the awards have happened, and uh, now we're, we get to find out the top beers of the year. Yeah, it's very exciting. I mean, it comes in October during BC Craft Beer Month, which is uh, good timing for it, obviously. It's also, you know, after they've gone through the summer, which is the busiest season when they're all working their butts off to, to attend all the festivals and events and just keep up with demand. So this is kind of a, a moment when they really like to get together and celebrate their accomplishments. And uh, it's, we've got the, the who's who of the craft beer community here in BC right now. And uh, we have a new MC this year, too. Yeah, well, I think what happened was Stephen Quinn actually had a... a you know, pulled a muscle in his back or something, so he can't be here. So we've got another host from CBC, Dan Burrett, and he's doing a great job, actually. Stephen, you might have some competition. Yeah. All right, well, let's get into it. It's the BC Beer Awards 2017. All right, I am with a very important person in terms of BC Beer. Your name, sir? Ken Beatty. I'm the executive director of the BC Craft Brewers Guild. And it's the BC Beer Awards, and so it's like your—it's your—it's kind of your big night. It's your celebration of BC beer, isn't it? It's crazy in here. It's like 1,250 people. It, they told me over 800 uh, listings, 30 different categories. It's been just spectacular so far. And you just had a big event yesterday too. What was that? We did. We had our first uh, our inaugural uh, conference, the BC Craft Brewers Conference, and we had in the same location because what we wanted to do, we did our AGM on Thursday night, had an absolutely great event. The way to get people to an AGM is to host an Oktoberfest party, and then an AGM broke out. So that was Thursday night at the Alpen Club. Yesterday was uh, six seminars and a trade show. We had close to 300 people here for our first event which was spectacular, and then tonight. So what we want to do is wrap up every year a uh, event that th- for three days celebrates BC craft beer. And how's the health of the BC craft beer industry this year? Well, we had the liquor distribution branch speak to us yesterday, uh, Dimitri, who's in charge of the category management, and we are the fastest growing category across all sectors in the liquor store, which we knew. Our market share is 23% just for craft brewers. So that's breweries under, basically under 100,000 actually hectoliters. So we are smoking. Yeah, that's a huge number. That, yeah, it used to be nine and that included breweries up to 160,000. So it does not include that number. So that's just us on our own now. Where in the province are we seeing the most growth in terms of openings? <laughs> Souk. <laughs> 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 Who would have thought? <laughs> 
Yes. Um, that This is the great thing. We're in over 60 communities, so it's across the province. That's what people kind of think it's this this urban hip thing and it's either Victoria or not or Vancouver and it's not that at all it, it is across the province so uh, you know we we were just met the guys from Silver Valley right and they're out in the Fraser Valley it's it's awesome it's well, but, the, but then we also have like stuff up in uh, Quinnell and Prince George and just two and two and Smithers being developed right now so yeah it, it's all corners of the province and how are you feeling about the growth of the BC Ale Trail I'm very ecstatic about the growth of the BC Ale Trail. I uh, am looking forward to winning the Canadian Tourism Award for the best marketing campaign in Canada. And we are going to take, it's an honor just to be nominated, but let's be honest, we want to really win and beat the City of Toronto and the Calgary Stampede. And we will. Calgary Stampede, what is that again? Yeah, I don't know, but they don't drink beer. They don't drink beer there, I don't don't think, though. And if they do, it's foreign-owned domestic beers. All right, what's your favorite beer you've had here tonight so far? Oh, the one you're about to buy me. (laughs) All right, so easy question for me. Thanks, Joe. (laughs) Uh, So you introduced something this week. Uh, You now have a new branding uh, for BC breweries. We do. We uh, have snuck in a uh, little uh, quiet test market which is the BC independently crafted, independently owned BC uh, logo. And we put it on our Oktoberfest can that Bomber Brewing and some other breweries did for us. And we're just kind of testing the waters on that. It, it came actually out of Spinnaker's. Paul Hatfield's daughter was uh, like 18 months ago down in San Diego. And all the craft brewers were talking about independently brewed independent brewers. And we really liked that concept. So we worked on some stuff just uh, as a board got a logo, took it, kind of tested it with some members and then took it to the liquor board and saw what they thought of it. And they weren't enthusiastic and uh, about that particular look. So we took it back, worked on it some more. Actually, it's Yellow Dog's uh, creative guys that are doing it. And we kind of like where it is. Subsequently, just as we were about to do it, the Brewers Association came out with theirs. And freakishly, they're quite similar, which is a good thing. I was like, why are we spending all this time? Why don't we just use theirs? But uh, we wanted to say BC, so it's about it's about being able to identify being independently owned and independently craft, which begs the question, what does that mean? That's all we want. We want people to say, what does that mean? The BC Guild, uh, Brewers Guild, hopefully means everything to the brewers who are members, but should not mean anything to the consumer. Well, yeah, but but is there a definition by the guild of what defines an independently owned thing? Because is there that prevalence of uh, ownership from outside the province with many of the BC breweries? There is. It's a majority. It's always been a majority ownership position, and it's always been a size. A piece, uh, a size. So the size is now under 200000 It used to be based on the taxation, but now that the taxation has gone away... So there was the fiscal cliffs that the government removed, and so we based it on that. And now we've removed that and gone to 200000 because that will allow our biggest members to continue to grow. And if we keep growing like we are, that makes a sensible, uh, makes more sense to us to have it higher. Awesome. Well, thanks, Ken, very much. It's been great talking to you. I'd like to thank everyone for being here. My name is Dan Burrett. I am the host of CBC Vancouver News at 6. It's on TV. It's the show that my parents watch. It's time for the biggest BC Beer Awards ever. 97 breweries, 879 beers for judging. Great beer and cider. We've got Cider Row curated by the BC Farm Craft and Cider Association. 
featuring nine cideries at the bar in room one. Make sure you check out the second auditorium for the Growler booth, for special collaboration beers and the BC Hospitality Fun booth for casts from Four Winds and Britannia. Our welcoming beer was a Fieldhouse Dones and Boombox collaboration. Cashmere Fresh Hopped Tart Smashed Milkshake IPA. That's hard to say. Because you're here tonight, you're interested in BC's craft beer community. If you want to learn more about it, and you do, check out the BC Ale Trail. This is an initiative by the BC Craft Brewers Guild, funded by Destination BC, designed to promote our province's craft brewery to tourists. We love them, both inside and outside British Columbia. BCAletrail.ca, you will find 15 different regional ales. That's even more than all the plaid in here tonight. Each region has a suggested itinerary to visit breweries there, along with your local activities. Every brewery is profiled. Each region is a beautifully shot video and photo stream. Perfect for the Instagram Adama. The website also is an events calendar, province's most comprehensive brewery database, even better than Justin McElroy's, as well as blogs and podcasts. Plan your next beer-focused trip at bcaletrail.ca. Arrive thirsty, leave inspired. Now for the awards. All right, starting with the International Lager, 34 entries. In third place, Premium Pilsner from Strathcona Beer Company. In second place, Red Pilsner from Steel and Oak Brewing Company. And number one, Bomber Pilsner from Bomber Brewing. It's the BC Beer Awards, and we're with Serious friends of the podcast now, Steel and Oak. How you doing? Uh, good tonight. Yeah, really good. Happy. I, I mean, you cleaned up. Yeah, it was a good night for us for sure. Yeah. How many awards have you won? Uh, we won six tonight, so that was definitely the best for us, and uh, it seemed like it was up there for the night for most breweries. So uh, we're really, really happy. So, very tough question. Which beer are you most proud of that took home an award? So, the two part. There's two beers. I got. I'm going to use two. Dark Lager for sure yeah, because yeah. it's won yeah. every year. And it did get second this year, I will say that. But the fact that it's won an award for three years in a row, it's the model of consistency for us. We really love that beer. But it was uh, Earl Grey IPA, the Towers and Trains. We're not a brewery that traditionally does IPAs. And that was one that our, our brewer, Eric, had brought to us when he applied for the job. And it was a homebrew batch. And it took us three years to make it. We tried so hard to dial it into where we wanted it to be. Uh, so for a brewery that typically does German-style beers to win for uh, an IPA beer, I'm pretty proud of that for sure. Yeah, but that beer's got your steel and oak twist on it, though. So. Definitely does. Yeah, no, it definitely does. Yeah, you know, I don't know for sure. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we, use, we do use German malt in it. Um, we actually use the same yeast that we use on our, our Royal City Ale. So definitely has, it definitely tastes like a steel and oak beer, but it's one that uh, I guess we're going to have to make more of, so... Yeah. I think your Roselle won an award tonight, too. Right? Yeah, which is great. I mean, you always love it when your flagships win awards, especially a new one like Roselle. Roselle was another, Eric, uh, a beer that he had made once, and I tried it, and I thought, that's flagship material for sure. And uh, we spent a lot of time dialing in the hibiscus and the rosehip notes just so that they're kind of, they whisper in and they're not overpowering. And we actually have to give a little credit to our buddies at Dagrad because they're the ones that loan us the yeast for that. They always say that their best employee is their yeast, and so I guess it's our best employee now too a bit, so yeah. And another flagship, the Red Pilsner also won. Yeah, which is, that was actually really exciting, and it's funny, like, I'm pretty proud of that too, because the Red Pilsner is a beer that we struggle entering into awards. In fact, we normally actually don't enter it at all, because it doesn't fit into a category properly, and I don't even, I said to Eric as soon as we got the award for it, I was like, what category did you put that in this year? And so I got to go back and look now, and say, okay, that's what it's going in from now on. So yeah, we're pretty happy with that. Anytime a beer that you have all year round wins an award means that you're you're dialing it in. Uh, we're constantly refining those beers. We're trying to make sure that their you know their shelf life is stable, so that when 
you know, the guys here judge them, that they taste the way they should. So I, I'm, I'm pretty proud tonight for that, for sure. Any, any new breweries in the works in uh, your neighborhood that you've yeah, heard of? Yeah, 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 yeah. Another beer company. Uh, and I don't think they'll mind me spreading the news now because they Sorry, they're it. called Another they're Beer called Company? They're called Another Beer Company, yes, yes. <laughs> I, uh, we'll see how long that lasts because they keep getting asked that question. Yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, they're uh, great dudes. Uh, I've known uh, Alex and Cleet for a while. Um, they're going to open in Sapperton, so on the other side of New Westminster, which should be great. Kind of spread the love out a bit. They bought Moody Ale's old brew house, actually, so uh, it's kind of neat to see equipment now getting uh, you know shared around in such a great collaborative industry. And uh, so I'm pretty pumped for those guys to be open, because I'll be honest, uh, as much as I love our beer and they're like kids to me, uh, it's really nice to be able to have another beer or another beer company's beer, I guess, when we're out having meetings or something like that. So, yeah. so how many awards did you win tonight? Six. So you're, you must be in the running for Brewery of the Year. I think we are. I know Twin Sales has got a lot of suits. Six. They got so six. We just talked to Dagger who got five. Five, yeah. So I don't know how the... Nobody's counting, of yeah, yeah, Nobody's right? counting. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> I, I said, laughed to the... So I always say to the Daggerad guys, they won a lot last year and yeah. said, hey, between the two of us, we won 12% of the awards this year. And so they're such good friends that we love just joking around about this stuff. And uh, it's we always joke that at the beginning of the night, Steel and Oak gets to go up when it's all the German stuff and then we just sit yeah. down for the rest of the night <laughs> right. and Dagrad doesn't win anything until the Belgian stuff comes and then they just get to go up non-stop for the rest of the night. Those guys are the nicest dudes and uh, I'm so happy that they've, they've been as successful as they have too. It's great to see that they've won a ton of awards as well. So what are the plans for Steel and Oak in the coming months? Are you guys expanding at all or are you pretty happy with the size at the moment? I'm trying, we're trying to uh, find new location, uh, not to leave our current location, still hold on to that, but to try and find more brewing space somewhere else. So that's in the works. Uh, my business partner and I are, are actively looking for more space. You're going to do like a barrel program or something with that? We're going to have to. We got an oak in our name. So we, uh, that was the one thing that 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 was the one unfortunate thing that happens with fast growth is that all those barrels that were along that wall are now full with fermentation tanks. And so our barrel program is actually really really small right now. We got a couple new barrel aged beers coming out for Christmas. Um, if everything goes well. But yeah, it's definitely something that we want to expand upon. We would like to get some fooders and just be able to kind of expand our repertoire a little bit. That's kind of what we have on the docket. So, I'm a huge fan of your Red Pilsner and your Dark Lager. So congratulations on the awards and everything else in all the other categories tonight. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah, congratulations. Thanks. Dave Paul from Love Shack Libations in Qualicum Beach. Qualicum Beach. So how long have you guys been open? I uh, opened February 11th, actually. Right. How's it going out there? Uh, couldn't be really, couldn't be much better, actually. A crazy summer. It's been a great learning curve, unbelievable community support, and awesome feedback. I swung by uh, in the summertime and had a nice visit with you, and uh, you've got a good range of beers going. So you, you were saying to me earlier that you've been uh, still getting people coming into the tasting room here in the fall. It's still going well? Yeah. Uh, open Wednesdays, Wednesday nights and Saturday afternoons. Wednesday nights, uh, I get a lot of the same locals in and, and seeing what I have new. And then Saturday afternoons are uh, definitely more of the tourists or the people who are coming to visit their, their relatives and family on the island. They've heard about me and stop in and see what I have. And now um, I've caught up on my... Uh, on my mainstays and trying a lot of experimental batches and a lot of new stuff and sort of releasing a new beer every week and it's going very well. Yeah. So what kind of, uh, what, what are some of your new beers? I've got a couple lined up for the winter. I've got a vanilla bourbon stout that I'm releasing oh, just wow. before Christmas. Just, how, how expensive was that to brew? Uh, that was a little more expensive. I got 450 bottles stockpiled. It's going to be five months bottle conditioning before I release it coming out at about seven, seven and a half percent. I've got my winter wonder ale, which is a Christmas spiced beer with, uh, cinnamon, cloves, nutmeg, allspice, honey, and vanilla. It's still in the fermenter, but going into the bottle in the next three days, and that's going to turn out quite well, I hope. And yeah, trying a Northeast style IPA for the first time. Wow. Yeah, just playing with beer. 
<laughs> Do you have any flagships? Yeah, my four main ones are uh, a Kolsch, a Cream Ale, an IPA, and a Porter. Yeah, so Qualicum Beach, like, uh, how's, how's the reception been since you guys have been open? Are you packed, like, every night, or what's going on? Pretty unbelievable. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't do much advertising besides social media. So it's, it's been pretty funny uh, watching people come in and go, wow, we have a, we have a brewery in Qualcomm Beach or people come over and visit and they say, Hey, let's go to the brewery in Qualcomm Beach. And they live right around the corner and they don't know I'm there. So I have a very small sign. I'm just trying to keep it. So it's just me. My wife does a lot of work with me and, uh, yeah, just trying to keep it as sort of as small as we can. So here we are at the BC Beer Awards. Uh, did you enter anything this year? Yeah, I entered. Uh, I entered nine different beers. Didn't, didn't win anything, but great to great to see uh, some of the people I know that did and everything. And and unbelievable to come here tonight and see the the turnout and how wonderful some of the beers are. Yeah, it's early days, you know. Oh, yeah. Maybe next year you can be up there collecting a few awards. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, it's great to see you here for sure. Well, thanks very much. Yeah, thanks for coming over. To the Belgian strong and Trappist ales now. Let us all bow our heads in non-prayer. Twenty-three entries. Number three, Black Dog Quad from Red Collar Brewing. Number two, Antwerpen from Daggerad Brewing. And number one, Louise from Daggerad Brewing. All right, we're with friend of the podcast, Daggerad. How you doing? I'm doing really well right now, yeah. You uh, won a bunch of awards again this year. Yeah, we won uh, three firsts and two seconds. So, uh, yeah, we're really happy right now. You got a couple of beers named for your twins that just celebrated their first birthday. How did they do in the awards today? Well, well, uh, Louise, Louise won a first place in uh, Belgian Strong Ale, beating out my favorite beer, which was Antwerpen, which, which hurt me a little bit. But the other thing I feel really weird about is... Uh, is that Oscar got nothing. So uh, I don't know how to explain this to my kids. Are you a little worried as a father for the later years? I, I'm super worried. I mean, <laughs> what if we have to put Louise in a regular production and, like, Oscar just slips away? I mean, the kids are going to ask. Well, Oscar can still be a seasonal. <laughs> Oscar can still be a seasonal, but he's going to so know. <laughs> well, so, I'm, dr I'm drinking your Antwerpen right now. Because yeah, you have it at the booth, and I love this beer. It's a beautiful beer. So you just mentioned that you were disappointed that it didn't win. I, I can't be that disappointed that it was beaten by another one of my beers. But yeah. <laughs> uh, Antwerpen was was my favorite beer that we brewed this year. And, uh, you know, I was stoked to win a medal. And then they called the next beer, and it was also me. And I thought, like, <laughs> but also uh, awesome. So why is it your favorite? What makes it your favorite? It was an idea I've had for, for a long while, uh, this recipe. And uh, we brewed it once, and I actually like put it in the drain. Like It was so bad, we dumped the whole tank, which wow. is something that we don't do really often. But yeah, I, I really royally screwed it up. It's totally my fault. And uh, we brewed it again, and it's just my idea of what a triple should be. It's got all these these esters and the light hop aroma, and then, and then this, like, kind of subtle floralness in the background uh fruity and then in the end dry and it's super boozy it's around about nine percent alcohol and uh yeah it's uh, i just love the beer so since i spoke to you uh when we did a podcast episode together uh you've opened a tap room how's that been going it's been going great yeah we we ran for years with this tiny little uh broom closet that we expected people to come into and and drink beer and they did it you know they they did come in but now it made a lot of friends on the lap yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm on a lot of, yeah, people got married because they met each other in our, our tiny little tap room. So yeah, maybe we're doing the public a disservice by doing this. But uh, yeah, we have this enormous new uh, cathedral of beer. Well, it's enormous to us. It has 50 seats. Yeah, for us, it's amazing. It's an upgrade from four. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty huge upgrade from four. Okay, now you guys won, what, five awards? 
We did. Yeah. I see. I saw Twin Sales has six. I think Steel and Oak won a bunch as well. They haven't announced the brewery of the year yet. What do you feel? How are you feeling? Oh, I, I have. Yeah, no idea. I don't even know how it's judged. I, uh, I think they throw everything in a hat and they get some monkeys to taste the beer. And, you know. <laughs> I'm looking at the beers and I, I'm really happy with what we've got. A brewery of the year is a, is a bonus, but uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad to see the breweries I, I know and uh, admire uh, have done so well. So this is the BC Beer Awards. This year's theme is a smash. Did you participate in the smash? We, we didn't. We would have been really well participated to do it, but uh, we just basically didn't get our, our together. Uh, but I mean, yeah, with, with Belgian style beer, the show is all in the yeast and in the fermentation. So it'd be really, I mean, a lot of our beers are like, they're a hair away from a smash. They have two hops or something like that. You know, the simple beer is that where the fermentation really, really carries the show. So after tonight, if you have any more kids, are you not going to name beers after them anymore? <laughs> yeah, I realized it was a bad idea right away when, you know, when we finally finished the beers and somebody says, all right, which one do you like better? Oscar or Louise? Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't answer that question. Well, thank you, Ben. Thank Cheers. you, Ben. Thank you. We're with Rookie Brewery of the Year last year, 2016. Fieldhouse, how are you doing? Good, yeah. Yeah, having fun tonight. It's good. And your name is? Uh, Josh Fannerhead. And uh, what's your role at Fieldhouse? Uh, I like my signature says founder, but uh, it's mostly a paperwork manager, I think. Most of my days, anyways. Or professional emailer. And janitor? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll clean the bathrooms. I, I love clean. I'm a cleaning guy. How's the BCE Rewards treating you tonight? Uh, it's good, yeah. It's, it's always interesting to see. It's such a different mix. And uh, you're always just curious to see who wins what categories. And, and, you, and, and you always just think about each beer. And you're like, oh, that's really interesting. Some great surprises. I think Steel and Oak, you know, deserves a ton of accolades, and they, they've cranked out so many good beers. And I think it's nice to see them. Dagrod, you know, always kills it, and no surprise that they, those guys are winning awards. So yeah, I think there's some some surprises and not surprises, but yeah, it's always just interesting. So how did you uh, you guys won Rookie Brewery of the Year last year? How did that affect you? Like, did you see a response in the community? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think for us it's different when you're a really small brewery. You can't make that much more beer it's it's not like we'd be like oh right now we're gonna sell tons of this beer or or any of our beers so what we did was we we're like how can we keep working with the people that we want to work with and for us that actually instigated this uh collaboration series with four winds steel and oak uh steamworks and brastic and and for us that was those were like our like our kind of our beer heroes and and that, for us, was the opportunity was to, like, kind of move it, you know, and, and work with some great people. Now, you guys have been making some really unusual beers. You had that cool ship for a while, too. Yeah. And foraging stuff and so on. And But you're in Abbotsford, which is a pretty conservative place. So how does that work out? Well, yeah. I mean, the, 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 the community is conservative. But what we have out there that people don't really realize, or maybe people do, is that we have endless agricultural resources. We've got berries. We've got herbs we've got um these hiking areas with edible flowers we've got all these things that if we don't use these to an advantage i mean it's just a shame to not showcase what we have access to out there and that's what we're really passionate about is is taking things right from the earth into our beers and and exploring that flavors yeah, example we just went to a farm and we harvested a, a bean yeast and then we had these amazing tart farmhouse flavors and that for us is like really interesting to to pull natural things and make interesting beers from those 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 ideas. What's the most challenging ingredients locally that you've worked with? Uh, we work with a lot of like vegetables and like herbs and fruits. And man, these clog up our, our brew house, our drains, like everything. And man, we have 
We have worked through every challenge of the residuals of getting flavors out of items. And our brew house does an amazing job. And I, I look at things, I mean, clean or cool ship when it's had six different types of oranges with four winds and just like the residuals of that is, is gross, but the beer is delicious. So it's that thing. It's like, it's like extracting all this goodness and then dealing with the aftermath is always a challenge. So this past summer, you guys opened up your beer lawn, I believe, on, yeah. uh, in front of the brewery. And how, yeah. how was that received? The beer lawn was great. Got, you know, a 75% occupancy. And, and we would fill that with um, when we have local music that we feature. And we just finished this last week uh, building our beer patio, which is next to our beer lawn. So you have a roof over your head. You have heating. And so it basically allows us to keep going through these, like, shoulder seasons when the rain's hitting and whatever. We've got a fully covered place. So, I mean, the beer lawn was great. It's great when the sun's out. But if it rains, we need a roof over the head. And we just finished that project. So that's, like, one of our last big projects at Fieldhouse. So. Now, this might be a bit of a challenging question, but do you think you'd be the same type of brewery if you were located outside of Abbotsford? No, not at all. I mean, our brewery is so driven by the community, the culture that we have, the, the, the connection to agriculture, the connection to what made our, our community in the first place. I mean, Fieldhouse's name is based on the idea that you work a, a day in the field and you go to the Fieldhouse and have a beer because you earned it. And that's, that's an old world concept of earning, earning your, your beer. So, you know, if we open a brewery in Vancouver, very, very different. I have a ton of respect for these Vancouver breweries, but we are where we are for a reason. And we made a business based on that community. So this year's winner of the Rookie Beer of the Year was Backcountry from Squamish. Have you yeah. been up there to check it out? I just ta- no, I haven't been yet. Uh, it's been super busy. I got a young family, but I just talked to those guys. I congratulated them. Uh, I think the program is that we did a collaboration brew with Dones and Boombox this year as the the, the previous winner in, in of the last couple of years. So if they keep that going, we'll be excited to work with them and we'll go up there and visit them. We hosted it this year as the winners last year. And we'd love to go up there and, and brew a beer with them. And they're super nice folks and doing a great job. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful spot. So yeah. make sure you get a, make, make sure you insist on, on going there. Yeah, we're like, there. yeah, we'll brew it at your house. Yeah, yeah totally. Sure. Yeah. Uh, anything coming up? Any future uh, like new beers coming up soon or anything like that? Yeah, well, we've added three 3,000-liter 3, fooders to our, our tank oh, structure. Nice. We've got a um, tart wild IPA cooking in there. We've got a Pinot Gris hybrid ale. Uh, we've, we've fermented with Pinot Gris yeast, and we put on Pinot Gris uh, must coming out uh, soon. And then we also have a, a one-year Flanders coming out that we're sitting on. So yeah. so those, uh, and then we got some, you know, what, some barrels cooking too. So that's exciting. And then we've got a few new series and a few new collaborations. We brewed last week with Dagarad, and we're excited about that beer. And we've got a few new that we're coming too. So, yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff coming out. Awesome. I mean, I, I'm over in Victoria, and I don't get over to Abbotsford yeah. very often. But you know I love coming to visit. It's we're, awesome. the, we're, we're bringing, you know what? If we're The next place we're bringing beer is Victoria. Sweet. Like 100%. Right on. Yeah, that's the next on our list. So, for sure. Makes me very happy. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you. Awesome. Thank Thanks, you. guys. Thanks. All right. To the Amber and Dark European Beers, 19 entries. We have number three, Red Racer Across the Nation collaboration, Wide Open Spaces, Keller Beer from Central City Brewers and Distillers. Number two, Dark Lager from Steel and Oak Brewing Company. And number one, Backroads Brewing, Martson from Backroads Brewing Company. We're at the BC Beer Awards still. <laughs> My name's Aaron. I'm Joe. And we're with... Mike. And Brent. And where are you guys from? Uh, Backroads Brewing Company in Nelson, BC. So, how long have you been open? For about almost seven months. And you took home some hardware tonight. Yeah, a couple of awards. We got a first and a third. Four? 
Uh, the first was for our Martson, and the third was for our Eldorado Golden Ale. So the scene in Nelson has really expanded in the last couple of years, or yeah, right, right in the last couple of years. Mike, you were at Nelson Brewing for a long time, yep. but you left there to, to come to this brewery, but it's really been growing a lot. Yeah, yeah, it has. It's, um, it's been going really well. It's, uh, we opened in March of this year, and uh, the end of March, and we've had a good success so far. Good local following. It's a good community downtown Nelson. We're right downtown Nelson on the main street. So we've had a really, really good support from the community. And so uh, what kind of beers do you guys focus on? We make mainly traditional style ale, so it, it'll be kind of across the board. Uh, Mike is quite renowned for his lagers, as uh, evidenced by our first place with the Martin tonight. But it's we've got yeah we've got a saison, so we got some Belgian styles, we got some North American West Coast styles. It's kind of all over the map, but we're definitely more in the traditional ale category than we are in the weird and wild beer, for sure. And how has Nelson responded to your arrival? How has the beer community uh, responded to it? Uh, it's really well. We have four breweries now in Nelson. Uh, Nelson Brewing, of course, is the oldest one. We have Torchlight Brewing. We have the Falls uh, down at the Savoy Hotel just down the street from us. And it's not uncommon for us to see in our tasting room guys from all those breweries, you know, and we visit each other's breweries. So everybody's been very supportive, you know, if somebody needs a, it's, it's a classic tale, right? I mean, I know that because I've been in the business for a while, but, you know, you need a part, you need some ingredients, so you just, somebody phones somebody else up and they come and grab it and that's the way it goes. And then they stay for a beer or whatever. So it's really nice. So the, 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 the brewing community has been very supportive, which I really appreciate. The public has been very supportive as well. I mean, our location helps because it's like we're close to where a lot of people work. So they just our after work crowd is really has really uh, taken off, and it's kind of solidified. We have this nice kind of after work period every day, which is which is really good. So, like Backroads Brewing, are you guys a tasting room, or do you have a full restaurant as well? Uh, we are just a tasting room, so we do a couple of basic snacks. But we opted uh, we opted to not put a full restaurant in, uh, mostly because Nelson already has. At last count, somewhere around 60 restaurants in town. I think Nelson is like the highest per capita number of restaurants in Canada. It's insane, our food scene, as is our arts and culture scene. And so we really uh, wanted to focus on just the beer uh, because we knew there's a lot of guys doing a lot of other things outside of beer. And I'm not a restaurateur. Mike's not a restaurateur. So we said, hey, beer's what we're going to focus on. And we're happy to, you know, we sell a bit of our beer to some of the local restaurants around us as well, too. So we can sort of support those guys. You know, they support us. So it's, it's fantastic. So Nelson is famous for another another crop that is going to become a, going to become legal next uh, July 1st. Uh, have you guys thought about doing anything in conjunction with that crop? Doing anything uh, in the future with uh, marijuana? Question for Mike. Yeah, you've done a hemp beer before, haven't you? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No thoughts uh, at present. It's not legal yet. We'll, <laughs> it's not legal. So we'll wait for the. We'll wait for one of the seven dispensaries in town to come to us and see if they want to <laughs> do a partnership. Street. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right across the street. Uh, I've heard a couple of stories of homebrewers in Nelson that are starting to experiment and one of them that i've heard so far was was a not great story where everyone uh just got floored so <laughs> it didn't go well yeah not good for business not good for business give it yeah, a half, exactly. half a pint and then fall asleep <laughs> so what's the big reason to go to nelson if somebody wanted to come and visit you guys what is there to do in nelson well, there's tons of stuff to do in Nelson. First, we have four breweries, so you can come and visit all the breweries. So I think we've, we've reached that critical mass where you can actually justify going to a town because you can visit more than one brewery, which is nice. You can, you know, you can take your time, spend a weekend. We have a you know, world-class ski resort, world-class powder skiing all around us, uh, the, the beautiful lakes, uh, hiking. Like, I mean, it's very much an outdoor 
kind of a center, but also as a very rich arts community as well. So you can come and enjoy that aspect of it. Lots of, like Brent said, lots of restaurants, lots of entertainment options. I mean, Nelson is so isolated that we've had to make our own entertainment for over 100 years. So there's a, a thriving scene in Nelson. And you have to, you don't get to Nelson by mistake. You have to really want to get to Nelson. So, uh, and now with all these breweries, we have one more attraction to bring uh, people in, I think. And I, I think to add into that as well, too, is like, let's not forget, Rosslyn's got a brewery, Trail has a brewery, Caslow is about to get a brewery. So now within, you know, a one and a half hour drive or like, in, you know, an hour north, an hour south from Nelson, you've got seven different breweries to visit. So you can spend, you know, more than just a couple of days. You can spend a whole week yeah. and do all kinds of cool stuff all up and down the, you know, the Columbia River system and, and hit breweries, but also, you know, a lot of different experiences uh, that go with it in, in three distinct towns as well, too. So Yeah, definitely. I mean, Nelson is, to me, is a real gem of a, of a city. I love visiting there. I wish I could get there more often, you know. Living in Victoria, it's hard to get all the way out there. But every time I've been there, I've had such a great time. And I look forward to returning and, and yeah. uh, visiting you guys again. Excellent. Please come. You're both welcome anytime. Well, congratulations. Thank you. So this is the BC Beer Awards. And it wouldn't be the BC Beer Awards without the BC Ale Trail. And I'm with Joe Weave, who is my co-host for today's show. And how's the BC Ale Trail been this year? Oh, it's been great. We, uh, we launched last year with seven ale trails representing a good portion of the province. We expanded with another seven this year, and it's been working hard all through the summer and fall to launch those, those different regions. And we just launched the final one here in Vancouver. We're very excited about that. The biggest and most complex partnership we've had to, you know, we've had to sort out, and, and we're very excited about the results. So it's been a great run so far, and we're hoping to continue to grow through the future. So those that might not be in the know, what is the BC Ale Trail, and how can it help them find good beer? Yeah, so it's a tourism initiative focused on spreading awareness about the great craft beer scene that we have here in BC, in British Columbia. Uh, so you can go to the BC Ale Trail's website, bcaletrail.ca, and find out all about the great different regions that we have spread all throughout the province. Uh, each region has its own itinerary, suggested itinerary with breweries and various activities you can do. I mean, uh, like everything from hiking. Yeah, to totally. Like, you know, like it's not just about the beer. That's the great thing about BC, right, is we have all these amazing, uh, spectacular scenery and activities, kayaking and biking and hiking and sailing and all the rest of it, golfing, whatever. Great Skiing. national parks. Totally, yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. So you can pick, you know, what do you want to do? You can think, well, I want to go visit this kind of area and I want to see what kind of breweries you have there and all the rest of it. So it's the most comprehensive place to go to find out everything about beer in BC. We've got blogs, we've got these podcasts, we've got event listings and... Uh, great videos too. Yeah, showcasing. great videos, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's a really good opportunity to find out what you what you need to know about the craft beer here in BC. All right, so if anybody's thinking about coming to BC, I highly recommend you go to bcaletrail.ca and you know what? Make your vacation that much nicer. Totally. Yeah. Arrive thirsty, leave inspired. All right, we are with Nigel Springthorpe. And who do you represent? Brassneck Brewery and can I represent the Alibi Room too? The Alibi yeah. Room too. I represent for sure, the Alibi man. Room too. Yeah. Yes. Because that was the first project, right? It was the first project. And I think, you know, I think the Alibi Room played a huge part in the whole growth of the scene here in Vancouver. You introduced beer to a lot of people and you got a lot of brewers excited about brewing, you know, unique beers to put on top of the Alibi Room. Yeah, I think if I remember correctly, 12 years <laughs> ago, we were keen on putting all our eggs in one basket with the beer thing. And we got some nice privileges from a lot of the lesser known breweries around town at that time. It's a whole different universe 
now. It is. Uh, but back then, yeah, it was like we, we you know, I, I would go to the island where I think you're used to living on the island and talk to the Spinnakers guys, the Swans guys, Longwood. And those were beers that weren't even making it over to Vancouver at that point. I was knocking on Driftwood's door a few weeks after they opened and I was like putting Driftwood beer in my truck and bringing it to Vancouver, which seems absolutely <laughs> preposterous. Now that Fat uh, on top everywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but yeah, so that, those, that was the olden days. This, yeah. is the, this is now. Yeah. So you took home a couple of awards tonight for Brassnick. I, I wish I could take credit for those, but that's Conrad Gamoza, the brewer. Uh, he is the person who makes the beers. We got a few things, and, and what was nice is it's, it's kind of recognition for our sort of tried and true stuff. Brassneck Ale, which is officially, I think now can we can safely say it's officially the third best American Amber Ale in British Columbia because it's done that three years in a row. <laughs> Hooray! Uh, and, and the, the no-brainer and the Kingmaker, which are like they're beers that we like to drink after work. Which you know, I think that's a thing that is not always acknowledged in this kind of thing, where you you're always looking for the crazy beers, but. Our, our beers that one are a simple, nice, simple beers that we think are like, you just finished a hard day at work and you want a thirst quencher, have one of those. And, you know, I think we're kind of known for experimental stuff in lots of ways. But yet these, these beers that are kind of our, our bread and butter beers were the things that picked up awards. So it's nice to get recognition for that. And for somebody that isn't familiar with the Vancouver beer scene, you guys are unique in that you don't necessarily package your beer all the time. You really just need to go to your tasting room to get it, right? Yeah, we, I mean, we, we, we package for sale in, at, at the shop and in the tasting room. We, we've been doing some hand canning and that kind of thing, but we, we don't send it out to the liquor stores. We are all about kind of coming to the brewery and having the brewery experience before you buy something, please try several things before you decide on the thing that is what you want to take home with you. Uh, so in that respect, yes, we are definitely about having people come through the doors at Brassnet, but we, you know, we do sell a few kegs around town as well. And I live over in Victoria, and when I first moved over there 12, or in 2012, I was, one of the big things I worried about was that I wouldn't be able to drink any more Brassnet beer, but, but luckily, the Drake in Victoria does get your some of your beer on top yeah. there from time to time so uh mike spence from the drake has been big supporter of brassic from the beginning i mean we it's not our intention to 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 be distributing across the province but mike comes to the brewery has a couple of beers decides what he's going to take with him and then uh picks beer up and, and and drives it over himself which is you know it's kind of the the other way around to what was happening uh, all exactly, of my beers yeah. going. It feels actually feels really nice to have somebody who cares that much uh, to you know curating their their list that they kind of care about bringing the beer in. We have a, we have another guy from BNB Brewing in Kelowna. Uh, Kyle is his name. He's always really friendly, always really like complimentary of Brassic, and he'll come down to the city and pick up a few kegs every once in a while too. And you know that's a, that's a big hassle. It's a, it's a lot of commitment to sort of. Making sure that you got a, a good list going there, yeah. But I think that really speaks to the quality of the beer that you guys are making because it's just so authentic to have the owner of these establishments come and physically pick up the beer, right, rather than just having it delivered by somebody. Yeah, that's that's a nice. That's I mean, that's a, one of the nicest parts about you know being involved in the uh, beer industry is that you get to meet people one on one and you get to make a lot of friends and and you know it makes our visits to Victoria 
really exciting too. Like we we know we can go buy the Drake. You know those guys are really awesome. At, like not 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 saying that you need to have the red carpet rolled out, but they they're like, hey guys, there's always a big welcome. And it's not just for Brass Neck. It's for Steel and Oak. It's for Four Winds. It's for all the guys uh, in Vancouver that they that they pull. Like they're really really fantastic at, at making sure that you know that they appreciate that they're pouring your beer and that feels really cool. So what is the biggest change that you've seen in terms of the beer style since opening the Alibi Room? Like what is the greatest like shift that you've seen in the beer culture in BC? Uh, well, I mean... Uh, apart from IPA because IPA is king. It's obvious right now. It's those, those hazy IPAs. I mean, right now I have one side of the beer list is IPAs. Hazy, you said apart from IPAs, but I don't know what else to say. I mean, and then other other trends. You know what? A lot of guys are using that really versatile, amazing uh, Norwegian Voss uh, yeast or Kvika. I'm not Norwegian, so I don't know how to say it. But uh, we use we, we find that yeast actually really incredible. Uh, you ferment it at 40 degrees. It does all kinds of crazy stuff. Lots of incredible esters and fruitiness and, and tartness just from the yeast. So I find a lot of guys using that yeast. We did our smash beer with that yeast. We were like, they want to do smash. The easy option is like a smash IPA where you're just showcasing the hops. But we kind of like the idea of using that crazy yeast to, to sort of bring something else to the table as well. Who knows if it paid off? Like the, the, maybe the guys were looking for just something clean, this is, these are the hops. These are the malts. But uh, no, so, no comment from Joe here, who was judging. So. I, I didn't do the final round of judging, so I can't comment on oh, who yeah. won. Oh, I'm not, I'm not uh, fishing for. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did we win? <laughs> did we? No, I don't. I, but we, we really, we really try to do something a little different. With, and, for sure. But anyway, I see a lot of that. A lot of beers without yeast. Yeah. So I was just interviewing Ian Hill from Strange Fellows about his sour beer, his sort of whole history of sour beer producing, going back to when he was at Yaletown Brewing. And he mentioned how he had been making his uh, Oud Bruin, uh, but he didn't really have a market for it because Yaletown wasn't really the right spot for it. And he basically would have had to give it up if it weren't for the Alibi Room. Oh, you said that? And I think that's, that's pretty nice. an amazing, you know, it's a pretty amazing story because you think about that, that that's a, a, a flagship beer of the sour side of the BC beer spectrum. And, you know, he basically said, if it weren't for the Alibi Room giving me a market to sell that, I would have stopped. And, and now look at the sour beers that are coming out in BC all over, uh, you guys included. You have a huge sour beer program. Well, not huge, but you have a, a major not, sour not beer program. Not the same level as those guys. Yeah. So what do you think? What do you think about sour well, beers? Well, I think that it's very nice of Ian to mention that I mean we you know we can only we can only put it out there if it's being made sour beers barrel programs that kind of thing is you know it's kind of a a given in a lot of other markets takes a lot of work takes a lot of space takes a lot of time and it's for Vancouver breweries I mean I think it, it's, it would be hard to like to be there from the beginning you, you almost have to, everyone's paying these crazy rents and, you know, like, you, you have to, like, get your bread and butter beers going right away so you've got your, you know, you're generating income. And then if you have the time to do some, a barrel program and some sour beers, then, man, yeah, of course. It's a sought-after style. It's a special style. Uh, as far as the brewing goes, I'm actually really, really happy for for Strange Fellows and Ian Hill because I think that's a beer that I, 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 I've judged I've been a judge in some of the BC Beer Awards back in the early days and that beer has always made it through yeah. it's, it's always been there and it's really incredible to when you see all these changes and, and it's the fickle nature of the industry 
And that's a beer that hasn't changed in, is it 10 years? Maybe not quite. It hasn't changed in a long time, but it's still there as a cornerstone uh, achievement in brewing uh, in this province, and it's still winning awards. And I think that it's like, it goes to show that, you know, gimmicky stuff, fatty stuff, fickle, fickle styles, that kind of thing where people are kind of, oh, that's cool, I'm going to try one of those, and not flipping around. Th- those are, that's all well and good, but people will always go back to something that is tried and true and just well-made and tastes good. I nope. mean, that, that makes me, restores all faith in beer. No flash-in-the-pan beer. But the furthest thing from it that you could probably imagine, yeah. That beer's been around for a long time. And we haven't done Best in Show yet. Maybe it's maybe that's the one, you know? Yeah, who knows exactly? We've yet to see. Yeah, and those hazy IPAs, my initial, my gut says it's going to be a hazy IPA that wins Best in Show. But what I would love to see is a beer like Old Bruin that has been around for a long time and, and will be around for a long time come through the ranks and like make it that would be awesome i mean there's really something to be said when it's just done to the book of the particular style yeah exactly i mean i remember remembering back to when i helped judge the bc beer awards probably 2012 and it was actually at the alibi room and uh the final two beers that came down and the best of show was conrad's pilsner when he was at yale or at steamworks still and Driftwood's Singularity, oh. bourbon barrel-aged imperial stout. Yeah, you, you couldn't go like complete opposite yeah. ends of the spectrum, right? Yeah. And we were split. Like 13 judges, 7-6, it went for the Pilsner. And the Pilsner is <laughs> a beautiful beer, no question, yeah. right? But you could have gone either way. But yeah. I think I still think that's an amazing example of, of you know, the breadth and the, in- the excitement of the, totally. the craft beer community, right? All right. You mentioned an imperial stout. We have an imperial stout right now, the Inertia. I love this beer. I was like convinced that it was going to do something here today. And it didn't. I had like, I, I bought my Halloween costume the other day and it's a, uh, it's a beer. I'm a beer. But it looks like this. Nice. But you put it on and you're just a giant <laughs> beer. And I brought it with me and I was like, if it gets best in show, I'm putting the beer suit on <laughs> oh, and I'm doing oh, crazy dance I gotta on talk stage. To the organizers. Yeah. We got we to gotta get it. And we got to get you in no, that costume. It's, yeah. the, that, it's oh, gone. The no. moment's gone. Oh. I, 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 so, that I, I, was, so I, good. I, I was, I was kind of relieved actually in a way, but I like I made a little I made a little a little pact with Conrad. I'm like I'm putting the suit on, I'm doing a little dance. But right never on. even made it through. Oh well, ah. <laughs> tragedy, yeah. tragedy. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. No worries. Cheers, guys. Most awkward fist bump ever from behind. All right. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. We're we're down to the last one. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Tampa Barrel Brewery of the Year. You may ask yourself how it is judged. It's on a point system. Three for gold, two for silver, one for bronze. But you may ask, what about breweries who enter 50 beers versus breweries who only enter five? Entries will be weighted to even things up. Points will be, one will be divided by the total number of beers entered by their brewery to determine the final score. If we have a tie, it goes to the one who has the most gold medals. For those of you who are arts grads, we all know what's our phrase. I was told there would be no math. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to announce the winner of the Tampa Barrel Brewer of the Year for the 2017 BC Beer Awards. Mount Aerosmith Brewing Company! 
All right, big thank you to the Beastie Beer Awards, the Beastie Craft Brewers Guild, and of course, Joe Weeb, my co-host for this episode. It's kind of nice having a (laughs) co-host. Also, big thanks to all the guests that uh, took their time from the awards to chat with us. And congratulations again to all the winners on the night. A full comprehensive list is on the BC Beer Awards website, and you can link to that by going to the website cascadian.beer. Thanks again to the BC Ale Trail for making this episode possible. Be sure to visit them at bcaletrail.ca. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend. It goes a long way to get this podcast into as many ears as possible. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, or wherever you listen to the podcast. And while you're there, leave us a review. Or if you're using Overcast, be sure to star this episode because that also helps as well to get awareness out of the Cascadian Beer Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cascadian Beer. We're on Twitter at Cascadian Beer, on Instagram at Cascadian Beer Podcast. And of course, there's always the website at Cascadian.beer. My name's Aaron. Thank you so much again for listening. Really appreciate it. And until next time, remember, support your local.